Welcome to the Sunday morning bond services. Thank you, Dad. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. We was talking about we were talking about something that my mind is on right now, and I just want to say welcome to everybody. Let me finish up this conversation. Mariah Carey married, 38 years old, married a 27 year old male, and I hear people saying how wonderful it is, and they look so good together. I had the opportunity to see the picture. They don't look good together. Mariah Carey looked insane. She need counseling for barn. <laughs> and the guy looked like a little kid with mama. It doesn't work. And so we were talking about that. Now for a, Mariah is 38, for 38, 39, 40, 41. For a two-year-old man, Mariah Carey looked good next to a 42-year-old man. But next to a 27-year-old boy, young man, she looked like an old woman. Comparison to the two. So I need to get that off my chest. Anybody disagree with that? No? It's not a put-down to Mariah Carey. It's just that it doesn't matter. Older women should not marry younger boys. And older men should not marry younger girls. Yes, ma'am? I was just thinking about the other side of the Spectrum. Mariah Carey was on the other side here. She married a like 50 year old man when she first I heard about that, yeah. Someone brought that up on the show. So she was like, he was like, you know, the bad body, the gray hair. And everybody talked about him, huh? Everybody, I don't know, I don't think people talk as much though, because for men it seemed okay. Right. But when women do it, you know, it's, ooh. Why is she marrying that little boy like that? <laughs> but um, but, she but I, on the I have no idea what he looked like either, but I, I don't think that a young woman should marry a 50-year-old man either. Yeah, he was old. And, and, and a man, a 50-year-old man who is confident within himself would not marry someone that young under him. So, yes, Scott. What do you think? Look like you have some pain behind you. No, do, you do you disagree? No, I thought what you were saying was pretty non-controversial. Yeah, I'm surprised that... It's like they only hear one side of it. It's, it sounds as though they only think that I'm attacking Mariah Carey and not mentioning the flaws of the boy, too. Um, we want to talk, I want to talk to you today about um, forgiveness. Forgiveness. And the reason I want to talk to you about it, and I know a lot of you here have heard about forgiveness over and over and over and over and over again, and yet so many people seems not to be able to find that forgiveness. And I have to tell you that if you don't forgive, you're never, ever, ever, but never, 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 ever going to have peace in your life. You're never going to have peace. There's no other way to have peace until you truly forgive. And forgiveness is absolute, perfect love. Absolute love. And if you don't have absolute love, perfect love, then you're never going to be, you're never going to find peace. One of the requirements, and it may be the primary requirement for salvation, is that you must forgive. You must let go. You, you, must, stop, uh, you must stop playing God. Because people who are operating uh, out of non-forgiveness are playing God every day of your life. With everything you do, everybody you deal with, including yourself. But when you can forgive, then you're set apart from that. You absolutely cannot play God. 
It's impossible. And he will give you perfect peace. But the hardest thing, and I think I know why, and I, I want some feedback in a minute here. The hardest thing for people to do is to forgive. I realize when you're not a forgiving person, uh, your heart is evil and your whole intent in life is to get something from somebody. Everything you do, you're doing it because you want something back. Even in raising your children to become the best that they can be, if you don't have a forgiving heart, you have a hidden motive that you will not even admit to yourself. And then when your kids become of age and they don't do what you want to do, it comes out. Your hidden motive reveals itself when your kids don't do what they want you to do. If they don't act a certain way, if they don't say, a certain, say certain words to you, you let it out on them. Because you did that work for them because you wanted something back from them. Because you just can't forgive with words, that won't do it. And how many of you have said, I'm sorry? And turn right around and raise hell. As soon as that person didn't do what you want them to do. Yeah, that's not forgiveness. That doesn't work. Because when you truly forgive, you can't turn right around and attack. As soon as the person don't do what you want them to do. And a lot of the preachers say, the Bible says forgive, and it does. And so everybody says, oh, I forgive you. I love you. You can hear people on the telephone. Okay, son or daughter, I love you. Bye. And by the time they get home, they're cursing out the kids or the husband or wife. You got to forgive if you want to be free. You know, God said that every man and one, every man and woman heart are evil. Our hearts are evil. When you get to know yourself, you're going to see how wicked your heart really, really is. <laughs> Men's and woman hearts are absolutely wicked, evil. And you can't trust them because they'll turn on you. They're, they pretend they're doing it for one reason and it's really not. And most of them are in denial. Of, some people are in denial about the wickedness of their heart because it's hard to look at to see that your heart is really, really evil. The average person's heart, 99.99% of people's hearts are evil. All in the name of Jesus. And there's no... Uh, sincere motive from their hearts at all. It's all pretense. I don't know people who do things for others expecting nothing in return. Anybody, anybody here know anybody like that? There's an underlying hidden agenda that even they don't sometimes even see it for themselves. That's why God said you have to know yourself. Know thyself. Because when you know yourself, you're going to see how wicked you really are. Then you can overcome it. But if you don't see yourself and know yourself, you're running and denying and hiding. You're not going to see that wickedness in your heart. And you're going to destroy everybody and everything around you, including yourself. But most people's hearts are wicked. In the Lord's Prayer, he said, forgive me my trespassers, right? As I forgive. But most people do not forgive. They do not forgive. And it's just terrible what's happening. God said if you don't have love, you can have everything in the world. But if you don't have love, you don't have anything. You have nothing. You can gain the world. You can become Barack Obama. And if you don't have, if you don't have, and put Hillary Clinton out of the game, you know. But if you don't have love, you have nothing. And most people do not have love. 
The subject today is about how to overcome anger because anger is, uh, is the offspring of resentment, of judging, of hating, of playing God. And, and Christ came so that we don't have to live that way. We can absolutely live a, an angry, free life, no matter what you have to deal with. It's already spiritually in motion, ready for you to receive it. And anyone that tells you that you have to be angry, we're just human, we have to be aligned to you. I don't care if it's the preacher or the teacher, your daddy or your mama, they're lying to you. They don't know God. Because Christ came and conquered all of that. Anger, and I, uh, let me, anger is of the devil. It's of the spirit of darkness. And it destroys you and everything around you. Christ came here and restored so we can operate from love. Uh, angry free life. And I know I hear people in the audience saying, I mean on camera saying, well, Jesus turned over the temple, right? He was angry. Not the kind of anger that comes with emotion. That destroys people's spirit, their hearts. Not that kind of anger. All right? So how many angry people we have here today? Angry. Why the rest of you not ready? Okay. Some people doing this. One lady did this. <laughs> she doesn't want to sit here and not tell the truth, so she does this. Um, I have to go to Pat first because I saw his hand. And what is preventing you? Because I really want to show people how to overcome anger. You can overcome anger. Anger is the easiest thing to overcome. It is the easiest. You can get over it right now and have the rest of your life free. You don't have to take it any further than now. What is preventing you from overcoming anger? You don't know. And how do you know you still have it? Um, it comes up sometimes. It comes up. And what do you do when it comes up? Sometimes nothing, sometimes judging. Sometimes judging. And how about you? You had your hand, right? You didn't have your hand up. I didn't have my hand up. Your hand was up in your head. But you caught the vibe. Um, What is is causing you? Do you believe that you can overcome anger completely and live an anger-free life and deal with absolutely worst things in life and never be angry about it? I, I will tell you that when I feel angry right afterwards, I wish I could. I feel I feel great regret after I do something because I know that I've given in to to somebody that isn't really me. I feel like another person jumped in, took over, and split. That's and a good point. Let it me feel like an you. idiot afterwards. It's not you. It's the spirit that's made a home in you. And it it, it it is actually a side of me that I've seen that isn't a good side. I mean, I, I can you can actually see that operating. Yeah. Uh, I often will use anger against the very people that need my help the most. Yes. And I see that most easily for me at work because I'll tear into somebody for not having done what I, of course, would have done the opposite of, right? And so I see that um, and I'll do, and and I can often, and I often see that what sparks the anger will be something like, um, there'll, there'll be something to justify. I, I got to tell you, anger, uh, anger is a very interesting sin. It's very similar 
uh, frankly, to lust, uh, in my mind. Okay. I see similarities. It is there. a steady spirit, that's for sure. You give in. You're right about that. You give in to something just because it's wrong. Yeah. You get mad at somebody, and you take pleasure in the meanness and the destructiveness. That's a very good point. I'm looking at this family that I'm counseling with, and the father is calling his daughter daughter names, and there was pleasure in that. Yeah. I can see that there was pleasure in that. And I, my mind was blown by that, you know. But I understand the spirit behind it. I just don't know why people don't get over it. That's what I want. Because, uh, I'm thinking a lot right here. I remember when I first sat down 38 years ago to be still and know him. The first thing I saw was my anger. He allowed me to see my anger. I felt bad about the anger that I had toward my parents and toward my white folks and stuff. But, and in that moment, I was set free from it, and I've never had it again. And so I'm not understanding why, if you really feel bad about your anger, why aren't you getting over it? Do you feel badly? Do you feel bad about your anger? Right afterwards, yes. But not during the time it's happening. I actually, um, I, I don't, it's hard for me to describe, but I do feel like my body changes during yes. the process of that. And um, it, it's not a very pleasant thing. Um, but so, so I feel bad about it, yes, but, but you feel... But not sorry for it. There's a sense of, um, well, um, no, what I, what I don't feel sorry until I picture the other person going, geez, you know, all I was asking for was help. Uh, yeah. I don't know. And do you go and apologize? Um, when I realize it, yes, I've, I've, I've become better but about that. Yeah. One thing I want to say about anger, too, because it is a spirit that's made a home inside of you. You can't control it because I hear people going to these different sections and they're learning how to control anger. You cannot control anger. That's another lie. You can't suppress it. You can't suppress anger. It still works on you. That's another lie. Just think about this. You have another person inside of you living through you and you have no control over that person. How are you going to control it? It's a spirit. As you are a spirit. So you can't control something that's in you that controls you. It has control over you. So you can't uh, control anger. I don't know why people, I know why they think that, but that's ridiculous. I, I will say one more thing I've noticed, that when I get angry, I get angry the way my father or my mother yeah. got angry with me. I get angry the exact that's same way. That's where we get it way. from. You get it from your parents I most of the time. I do it the way my mom did, which was clinical, intellectual, absolutely razor sharp. Yeah. Or I do it like my dad and yell and scream and turn purple. <laughs> yeah. And both are just as mean. It's amazing to me that a parent can sit in front of a child and literally just cut them with words. Just cut your child with words. Isn't that amazing? That ever happened to you? <laughs> I'm asking you, has that ever, how old are you? 15. Has that ever happened to you? Yeah. Who did it to you? <laughs> your mother? This your mother? Oh, yeah. She did it, she cut you with words sometimes? Yes. 
And what does that feel like when she's doing it? It makes me mad, but I mean, five minutes later I get over it or I just sit in my room and do nothing. Are you like surprised that a mother would do that to her own daughter? Do you think, wow, how can a mother do that? Sometimes no, I'm just like, I really don't care. I mean, you're, you're accustomed to it. You're used to it now. I mean, I'm not accustomed to it. It doesn't happen on a regular basis, but when it does happen, I'm just like, yeah. Okay. Have you ever asked her to tell her how you feel about that when she's doing that? Yeah. What did she say? Yeah. She's she's like, oh, I'll try, I'll, I'll try to be a better mother. And I'm like, okay. And five minutes later, same thing. She's back again. Huh? Yeah. yeah. You try to believe her, but. Five minutes later, she's back. So now you don't even believe in her. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I, I I don't. I just I'm like, mm -hmm. okay. I'm gonna, she gonna say something. I might as well do it right now, or it's just gonna same thing's gonna happen five minutes later. Yeah. And what do you have to say for yourself? <laughs> uh, I would I would say that I want to believe that it's a part of parenting when you have to manage people. Yeah, you're gonna get up. Like and I feel like I'm not being angry. I'm upset. Is that the same as anger? <laughs> I'm upset. When your mother treated you that way, did it feel good to you? Uh, no. When she would get upset at you, because I didn't feel like she was. To me, I felt like anger was. Um, they never uh, would let it go. Like you, you never got over it. Um, upsetness. You get over it. You like in that moment. I don't like what you did, but I know that you are. Um, so you uh, ignorant. That's to another your sign of anger. <laughs> angry that's anger people, hiding out. Angry people have a bucket loads of excuses. <laughs> just uh, they rationalize it in ways that you just can't even imagine. But that's what the pride does. When you don't really want to see yourself, just bucket loads of excuses. It sounds so right and nice. Have you noticed that? Even if you don't verbalize the words, you say it to yourself. Oh, I'm trying to manage my children. Or, uh, this is being a parent. You, you, you rationalize it in your head to get away with cutting your kids with mean words and controlling them. And destroy it. Do you see that you're changing her nature? She's becoming like you? Oh, we just had this conversation. It's very interesting because we just had this conversation. And we just had a blowout. Thursday or Friday? Friday? Both days. So you, both days. <laughs> both days. <laughs> Complete so blowout trying to discuss one little simple issue. But while she's pointing at me when you first started speaking about anger, she's not thinking about her reactions yeah. too. You know, how she behaved. Well, and how do you expect her to behave or react if her mother's out of control? Uh huh. And she, that's what she said. She said, I get it from you. I said, well, choose you another route. Don't go my route. Don't make the same yeah. mistake I make. But she has to choose the route you give her because you're her example right now. Oh. What, what are the route? If she went out there to try to find somebody else, you'd kill her. You're not listening to me. I'm your mother. Why are you out there listening to Miss Sarah? I, go live with Miss Sarah. Wouldn't you say that? <laughs> not if Miss Sarah was, could function under somebody getting angry at her and she so, react like So that. you're going to set the rule for Miss Sarah too and then she can go. <laughs> but No, no, no. But this is evil. That's true, yeah. I would be upset if she listened to somebody else. But that was a part of our discussion because um, 
No, well, not that anger situation. She's the one who got angry, and we just kept going back and forth. I wouldn't stop doing whatever it is that was making her angry. Right, and why wouldn't you stop? Because I was, I was very calm. I wasn't angry. I didn't start getting angry until she just was really having too many, too much, um, like reactions. Too much to say. No, no, just reactions. It was what she was doing. Well, she's becoming. I didn't just mind like you, what though. she was saying. You're looking at yourself. But I was being calm. No, you look. I know because you're getting the joy of seeing her overreacting. <laughs> and she started it. Oh my God! I can't believe I just said that, but <laughs> she did. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't I didn't start off in an anger tone but listen it doesn't take much now because you've already recreated her in your image well and I, and here's my excuse um, I was trying to get her to see that um, and I always tell her this don't let um, other people control your behavior so if I said if somebody says something or myself if I say something that makes you angry um, Get above that, and don't let me have control over you. Get like, above it how? By just looking at it and taking another route. How about just speaking up to you? Oh, I allow her to speak up to me. But you yell and give her a hard time, though, when she doesn't. Because you Do say I? that she's not doing it the right way. You're just like, how come you don't talk to me? I want to talk to you. If I don't want to talk about it, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, see, she didn't speak up, but she has her times when she speaks up. Yeah. Yeah. You got to, I, I would, hi, and I'm going to show you how to overcome it hopefully today, but you got to, I recommend you let that anger go completely while your daughter's still living with you so that God can change it before she leaves home. Absolutely, that's what, that's what I want, because I want because. her to listen. I don't want her to, because she's at an age now where, um, she will, you know, usually teenagers get to that point where they, you know, all you're talking is this, wah, 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 right. wah, wah, they're yeah. not listening. And I don't want her to go that route. Well, you're going to have to change. Benefit from it. you got to change. I mean, I recommend And I'm change. classic. I'm sorry after. And, yeah. you know, I tell her, I, you know, listen, you know, and then I try to, we try to have a calm talk about the same thing. You know, so. Yeah. But in, in, in it all, through it all, when I began, um, bringing up a situation or something I don't like that she's doing. Usually if she's wrong, she won't get upset. But if it's my opinion on one thing and she has another one, that's where we have the conflict. Yeah, you're dealing with yourself and her. Really? Yeah, she's not even, you're taking herself away and giving her your identity. So she doesn't even know how, every time she tries to be herself, you knock that down. So you're killing her identity. And she's just, just as your mother did it to you, and, you're, and she's going to do it to her daughter, and so on and so on. But hopefully, I know that you want to change, so hopefully you'll get it right before um, she leaves home, you know, you, from this point forward. Because otherwise, she's going to be out there looking for love in all the wrong places. You know, she's 15 now, these little boys going to be after her, and she's going to feel like she needs some attention, some love, because she's not getting it from you. And so you, when you could be with her in patience, then she won't look for it somewhere else. And she'll do it at the right time and in, in the right moment when she's older and not before that time. But you're setting her up to look for love right now. And I know that's not what you want. Really? That's far off what I'm thinking. I know that. Most parents hey, don't want I, that. I'm, I'm a, you know, 
I always say this, as much as I disagree with you, I'm going to go with you on this one. <laughs> and I can't imagine one thing that you disagree with me on. <laughs> okay. But I don't want to get far away from the subject. We'll come back to that. Right. Uh, you're going to have to forgive your mother, and I'm going to tell you how to mend it. Otherwise, you're going to be just like her. And you don't want to be like her, do you? No. I can't hear you. You say no? No. Yeah. You don't want, she doesn't want to, no, she's not supposed to want to be like you. She's supposed to want to be herself so she doesn't look and live out of somebody else's identity. <clears throat> you want her to have your character, your principles, but not be like you. Absolutely. She needs to be herself. But she can't be herself if you're still in her identity. You're just like the illegals. You're coming in and taking her identity. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Um, can you get over anger without being born again? Um, that's a good question. The lady in the white, I can't think of your first name. You want to answer that for her. <laughs> you don't? You're not over your anger either? How many people here believe in God already? <laughs> I didn't mean to intimidate you into it. <laughs> All these angry people believe in God. Okay. <laughs> so she want to know, can you get over anger without being born again? Um, can you answer that for her? I don't, well, I think Do you have anger yet? I have a little. You have a little. Not as much as I had before. Okay. I don't go on on my kids anymore or try to tell them to do what I want them to do. But have you noticed about yourself that you have a hidden agenda in everything that you do? There's a, a selfish motive yeah, behind it? Sometimes, yeah. Have you noticed that? Yes, I yeah. have. How many people notice that about themselves? Everything you do, for someone else, there's a motive behind it. It's not pure in heart. There's a hidden, it, you hide it from them, but there's something you want. And so, why don't you let your, oh, do you know if you can get over anger without being born again? I think you can. And, and, and tell her how. I think just by being aware of yourself, and you see it coming, and you back away from it. And you believe that that will work? Well, it has for me, because I see it coming, like I feel this thing coming on. So if that work, work, why don't you get over it completely and not have it at all? Do you believe that you can have a life with no anger at all? That that spirit yeah. don't have to live in you? I, I believe that if you truly repent. So why don't you do it then, if you believe it? I, I, I want that more than anything. Why don't you do it? I'm trying to, I'm trying to get some understanding because I want to help people to overcome the anger completely. I don't want you to suppress it, control it, deny it. I want you to be over it. It's possible to be absolutely free of it. You can live an anger-free zone life. Why don't you get, get over it? What I, is holding you? What's I holding you? I pray all the time, and I know I can't do it, but I know if, if I have a sorrow heart, he will do it for me. And you don't have a sorrow heart? I don't think completely. You think that's what you need? Yeah. Why do you say that? Because I would be over it. If you got this heart, if you develop a sorrow yeah, I, heart. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, uh -huh. so. But how, when did you get the idea you have to have a sorrow heart? Well, I think from the Bible, I read that you have to have a renew, renew your heart. Okay. 
Now, this is not a test. I'm trying to find out how to help. So I want honesty. We can lie. We're in church. We're edifying one another. You know, so it's not a test. I want really, really to help because if I can get you past your anger, you won't need me anymore. Um, you had a, a question, Patrick? You well, had you, your hand. You were saying, why, don't, why doesn't she do it? Right. I mean, I don't know what does that mean. What is she said that um, she said that she been watching herself, and she believes that's how. It, you, no, you she know. said she wants to overcome anger. She said, why don't you do it? Right. Why? Well, I mean, how, what do you mean? Why don't you do it? Why don't you overcome it? Why haven't you overcome? Okay. Well, why haven't you overcome? Right. There seems why to don't be, you get over it? There seems to be kind of a contradiction of why doesn't a person do something. I mean, the way that you've talked about becoming over anger is you sat down and God took it from you without any particular effort whatsoever on your part. So, I mean, either God is doing it for us or he's not. But we say, why don't you do it? It implies that there's something somebody can do to overcome anger. So, what is for, why don't you get over yours? I don't know. You don't know? Yeah, I don't know, but, uh, well, I, I, no, I can tell you why. Why? Uh, because um, in my anger and seeing seeing anger in me, I, I I still judge it. So I know I'm doing something about it. Still, I don't know how. So when you see your anger, you judge it over again. You, you judge your own anger. Yeah, there's something uh, in me that that automatically judges myself and others uh, just constantly. It's just oh. there all the time. And, and you can't help it? Not that I'm aware of. I, 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 I don't want it, but I'll tell you one thing. You did say something um, to Ed here about when you're in something, did, did you feel sorry while you're in it? I, I can tell you, I've never, that I know of, felt sorry while I'm being angry at somebody. You have not? Not, not that I'm aware of, no. You get joy from it? I have, yeah, sometimes I get joy. So while you're angry at the person or yourself or whatever, you get joy from it. You receive a sense of joy. Yes. Oh, I see. I get joy. I get a sense of fulfillment. I get a sense of... Um, so you enjoy hurting someone else in your anger. Yeah. Sense of righteousness. That's what you feel too, Ed, right? Uh, yeah, it sounds horrendous put that way, but yeah. <laughs> uh, one, one of the things I want to say is not to overcome anger, one of the things I found that yeah. doesn't work is feeling really bad <coughs> about it later. Because I found myself feeling bad about something Afterward. as a way to cover up the yeah. reality. You can feel that just because you felt bad, somehow you've overcome it. Right. And uh, I've had things in my life that have lasted for years that I used to feel bad about. Uh, my relationships with my son, for example. And uh, I felt terrible. I mean, you know, you get very sorrowful. But guess what? It didn't get better. Yeah. Because that's a very good point. Feeling bad about being angry at someone is not sorrow. It's not, it's a false feeling. It's not real. And that's why you don't change from it. Because you could curse someone out. Oh, I wish I hadn't done that. <laughs> I can't believe I just cursed my daughter or son out, or my wife or my husband. And then the next, as soon as they get back from the store, you're ready again. So it doesn't change anything. It's a false feeling of feeling bad. It's not love. It's not real. 
is still part of that not you nature. And that's why it doesn't change. You can go through a whole lifetime feeling bad about, you know, going off on something. It's like that not you nature sitting there laughing at you from now making you feel bad. It <laughs> is. <laughs> you know, sucker. That's right. It having fun. As a matter of fact, while you're feeling bad about going off or hurting your kids, in that very moment, you're feeding it so it can do it again. You're giving it life. You're giving it life. You're, you're, you're feeding the muscles so that as soon as they come back in the house, you're ready to go off again. Or as soon as they do or say something you don't like, you're ready to go off again. So that's what the feeling bad does. It gives it life. That's why God wants us to live by faith, live uh, spirit and truth, because there is no feeling in that. So you're not giving life to anything. There is no feeling in it. But when you live this other way, you're constantly feeding the not you, thinking that you're doing it or dealing with it in the right way. And you're not. It's such a setup. It is absolutely a setup. It's amazing how it's a setup. You know, and, and the only reason I'm knowing this, because the more I discover, the more I realize, wow, what a setup we're in. You know, the disciple asked God about the straight and narrow path. And he said, only, let me see, is that the way? No, he asked him about why do you speak in parables? Anybody ever read that? Yeah. Yes. And they asked him, why do you do? And he said, well, I speak that way because for people like you, and I'm paraphrasing here, for people who are seeking the truth, I want them to find it. And for the others, I want to blind them from it that they would not find it. And believe me, if you don't get to know yourself, you're not going to find what I'm talking about. And you're going to be a part of the group that is blinded from the truth. And that's a horrible, unnecessary way to live. And, I, and, and you know, it's, it's, I don't, it's, it's interesting how it's, life is set up that way. This that I'm talking about is absolutely uh, hidden from most people. Isn't that amazing? So how come God hide it from you and then want you to find it? Have you ever wondered that? It's like playing hide and seek or something, you know? But the beauty is you can find it. But you've got to follow the right way, the right path to find it. And it's in there for you to see it. And when you see it, you're set free from it. And then you're going to wonder, wow, it's amazing how I don't see. I just don't see. Can't even admit what's wrong with me. You know, when you don't see, you don't even admit what's wrong with me. And even if you see it, you won't admit it. In this counseling session, I said to the parent, why are you being so mean? Why are you calling your daughter names? And they made up excuses for that. Instead of just saying, you know what, I'm wrong. Well, I don't know why I'm doing this. I am absolutely wrong. They made up excuses for it. All that is in anger, in denial, can't see, all pride. And that's not the way you should be living. That's why each generation is getting worse instead of getting better. Like I was saying to the mother here, she's recreated her daughter in her image. Her daughter is losing her identity, and she's becoming someone else, and she has spent a lifetime trying to live through other people, trying to be like someone else, trying to find love, insecure, having doubt, involved with the wrong men, and then the mother 
would go to her grave. Well, unfortunately, this mother wanted to get over, but most mothers and fathers would go to their grave saying, I did all I can do. Ain't got nothing to do with me. I was a good mother. I went to church every day. I quoted the scriptures. I disciplined my children. Not, and a lot of them just don't see what they're doing to their kids. That spirit that they're being passed on. It's terrible and unnecessary. Anyway, let me stop preaching. I see so many hands that I want to be fair to everybody, so I'm going to go around the room like this, all right? And Pat, Patrick told you you can't make long speeches. Is that right? Yes. All right. Okay. I'm going to start here. Yes, ma'am. Uh, when I used to try to speak up to my mother. Yeah. And because I was very angry with her and I hated her. And I used to try to tell her what she did to me. She used to say, you got your second education from your husband. That's where he's at. Yeah, blaming on someone else. Yeah. That's what it is. Blame, blame. Whenever you're with someone and they're blaming Rather than admit it, I would advise you take off. <laughs> You're dealing with a crook. It's blame, blame, blame. People of, of the light, of truth, don't blame. Now, it doesn't, that doesn't mean they don't point out what's wrong if somebody has done something wrong. It's just that they don't blame someone else for their own actions. And there are too many people quoting scriptures, holding the Bible in their hand, and blaming and have a bucket load of excuses. I was speaking with someone uh, recently who told me they had a father and daughter conversation with their older daughter, and the daughter had wanted a father and daughter conversation, and he said, okay, let's get serious. We really want to have a father and daughter conversation. And, then, and that same day, the daughter went and stayed out all night long. And he said he, got so, he wanted to be mad, but he didn't this time. And it helped him in a way, and I'll tell you how in a minute. But there, you can get over anger. You really, really can. And God is so good that he's giving you every second of your life, he's giving you an opportunity to overcome anger and express love. And love, again, is not what you feel, taste, or touch. <clears throat> and he's always giving you everything you do, he gives you a chance to express love. He's giving you a chance to overcome. People say, oh, Lord, good morning, and they pray to the Lord. Please help my mama, help my daddy. Bless me, help me, right? And as soon as they get off their knees and the Lord puts something there to help them, they get mad. I don't want this kind of help. I want it to come in another way. This is from the devil, you know what I'm saying? Uh, but, yeah, they blame others. And he's changing, but he's still drinking. Yeah. And uh, he called me, and as soon as I heard his voice, and I could tell when he's been drinking, it was real subtle, but it was like, you know. And that that's an angry judgment. woman. Yeah. That's right. But and it so, was so subtle. Yeah. You know, but I keep looking at it. Good. That, that was As soon as her son called, she didn't notice that he's still drinking, and she reacted just like that. That's an angry woman. No love. Playing God. Judging. Because if she had love and she heard her son on the phone and saw like he had been drinking, she would have had absolute compassion for him. That doesn't mean she would allow him to come home and rip her off and do all that. And it doesn't even mean that she doesn't necessarily 
avoid dealing with it. It's just that she will not have a physical reaction or inward reaction to it. That was real subtle. Yeah. That was something else. And then you could feel justified in that. You know, like that actor right there made you feel better than him. You know? It's amazing. This is why you got to know yourself, folks. If you want to be free, you got to know yourself. You're never, ever, ever, ever going to be free without knowing yourself. The kingdom of heaven is inside of us. Life is there. And you got to know yourself. You're not going to be free just from reading a book or having a bunch of so-called friends or marrying a certain kind of a person. You got to know yourself so they, and, and, and really, 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 really look at yourself so you can be free. That's the only way you're going to go free because you cannot see the hidden things until you can see yourself. Yes, ma'am. Um, <clears throat> how do you live, what do you mean live from spirit and truth? Good question. Let me see if I find a holy person to answer that. Mister, you want to answer that? Can you wake up and answer that and then go back to sleep? <laughs> oh, he's praying. The question was, what did you do? How did you become what? <laughs> go back to sleep. I heard, I heard spirit and truth first. Yeah, go back to sleep, boy. You need a pillow? You didn't even hear the question, huh? Only the end part of it. The end part, yeah. Restate the question. What do you mean by live in spirit and truth? I said that God wants us to live in spirit and in truth. And in that, there is no anger. And the world can't get to you. And you don't want to hurt people. You want to help. You, you know, it's not in your nature to want to hurt someone. Even your enemy. He even wants us to love our enemy. And we can't even love our own family members. So what does it mean to live in spirit and in truth? And then you can go back to sleep. I, I don't want to keep you awake too long. Hurry up. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good question. Um, I really don't know the answer to, to, to me. The way I look at it is just, just basically being more in your spirit than you are in your, in your flesh, basically. And how do you be in your spirit? Um, well, I, I said this a lot of times. Uh, I think it, you just have to be ready to give up, basically. Give up what? You have to not want to be the weak person that you are. Can you know when you're in the spirit and in truth? Can you be? Can you know that when you're in that? Because he doesn't yeah. want us to live that way. So you have to kind of know it. I think. Yeah, because I see that I'm not. So if I was, I would know. Oh, okay. So you're not. And why don't you let your anger go? Why do you still hold on to it? That's that's a good question. Uh, Aren't you glad we woke you up? <laughs> <laughs> I, I Mitchell work nights, so that's why he's sleeping. He works like and days too. Yeah. Well, I don't tell it. <laughs> yeah, he has two jobs. <laughs> he worked nights and days, so he doesn't get much sleep. He, he had to go to work today, so he, had a, he wanted to come to me, so that's why he's sleeping. Um, 
Yeah, that's a good question. I, I wanted the same thing, but uh, I noticed that my anger isn't like it used to be. Like, for example, I remember when um, my sister was here visiting, and she backed into somebody, and she was panicking, you know, acting silly. And then she turned to me and she said, Mr. how are you not mad or reacting or nothing? I said, because there's nothing I can do about it, you know, so. Yeah. The one thing about living in spirit and in truth, you impact people's lives without even knowing it. I hear that all the time from folks. I wish I could be that way. I'm watching you on TV and these people going off and you're just not reacting at all. I wish I could be that way. Everybody can be that way if they wanted to. There's nothing special about me being that way. You gotta find that spirit and truth though. You can't be an angry person. If you're an angry person, someone is gonna turn you on and turn you off. And that's not how God, I mean, just think about this. Christ came so that we don't have to live that way. He died, he went to hell. He did everything to set us free and then people are wasting his time. He made it, it's like someone giving you a good gift and you take it and waste it. Throw it to the wind. So, did, did we ever get over your anger yet or no? We didn't come back to you yet. How come, why don't you let your anger go? Um, and I, I think I have for the most part. But I, I guess I just never think that there's, I, I'm always concerned to say that there's true perfection, but I believe I've made huge progress and... You're getting better. Yeah. Do you believe that you can live angry free? I would say most of the time. But I, I'm, I'm struggling with that perfection thing, 100%. Oh, you don't think that you can do it? You're not convinced that it can be done 100%? Right. Or oh, if okay. I told you that I was 100% not angry, I think you would question that I was not being real. Oh, okay. When I say I'm angry-free, mm -hmm. do you believe that? I do. Why don't you question mine then if I would question yours? <laughs> Because I just, it's, it's a very difficult place to be, I think. I know, but if you don't believe it can be, why do you believe that I am? If you don't believe that it can be that way. Um, Isn't that a good question? It is. I am seeking to be there. Maybe no, but you're not answering the question right now. Okay. You said you do not believe that it's possible to be totally anger free, right? And so that's why you're not quite all the way there because you're not, you don't believe it's possible. But yet you say you believe that I am totally free of anger. Um, and so why do you believe it's possible for me but not for you? Oh, okay. So my, my definition is flawed. And why is it flawed? Um, because I guess I do believe that it's possible. Yeah. I believe that few attain it. You believe that it's possible. And that may be, you're right, few do. So you, do you believe you're one of those that won't? I, I think it's possible that I will. You think that now, but you, wouldn't, you did not think that prior to this conversation, right? No, I did. No, but I you just said you didn't believe you could have it totally. Don't, don't drop okay. me a drink. Okay. I'm about to overreact. I'm getting angry. All right. Um. I think it's tough to get there. You're making me sweat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, is 
that anger? <laughs> that's anger. No. Okay. So, let's start over really fast. <laughs> you said, no, I have, you said you have overcome some of your anger, but you do not believe in total perfection and that you could get it all the way. Okay. And, and, I, and, I, and so I asked, did you believe that I don't have it? Do you believe I don't have it? You said, yes. I said, well, why do you believe I don't have it, but you can't have it? And then you confuse me. Yeah, okay. This is why I'm not married. <laughs> okay, so I believe in total perfection. I do. I don't believe I have attained it. And do you, do you now believe that it's possible to attain it? Yes. And what changed your mind in this moment? Um, because I believe you have it, so therefore I must believe in it. I'm glad to hear that. I want to give you hope. I want you to believe that you can have it. Because you can. Okay. I used to be a very angry, insecure, poor, pitiful, poet excuse of a person, pitiful, wimpy, wimp, wimp here kind of a person, pathetic. And if you do it for me, you will do it for anyone. Okay. Really. You can have it. He came, even in the scriptures, he said that I came to bring you peace. I came so that you can have peace. He didn't say all this happiness and joy and jump up and down and all that kind of stuff. We want you to have perfect peace. You can have it. It is the easiest thing in the world to get. Why don't you let your anger go? I am. Am what? I'm letting it go. Why not completely? Why, um, why are you letting it and, and instead of let go? Because I agree with what he was saying. I think in my will to get rid of my anger is not to get rid of it. When I open and let a, allow God to take my anger, then it's completely gone. How do you and know that's true? It, it's happening. It's happening with uh, my my mom. It's happening in my life, and it's it's amazing because a lot of the same things that would set me off are not even affecting me. And and I know that's God. That's nothing I could will. And you myself. want to overcome that anger? Completely. Do you believe you can have? Uh, an anger-free life yes. and not react to anything around you with anger? I do. You think it's possible? Okay. So have you had your hand? Um, Did you have anger? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do, but that's not why I have anger. Oh, okay. <laughs> I forgot my question, but like that, like, I could see myself getting angry, but I can't. I say I'm not going to give in to it, not gonna, but I find myself like just go ahead and give it into it because I guess maybe because it's easy or something or you just want to get that off your chest or something? You give it to it because you want to get it off your chest? Maybe. Uh, and you tell yourself I, you're not going to do it? Yeah, because I'll tell you, like when Paul's like, I'm trying to get him to do something, he's jumping around, not listening and stuff, and I'm saying, okay, I'm not going to get angry. Okay, when, when I ask Paul to do something and he's not doing it, he's just jumping around, acting crazy or something, he won't right. listen. I, I try not to get angry. I know I'm not supposed to get angry. Then yeah. I find myself being angry. Yeah. But I can't stop it. That's why. And you say to yourself, you're not going to get angry? I'm, I'm, I'm aware of it. I'm, and I, I'm saying, I guess I'm saying, like, I don't. This voice in your head is saying, yeah. I'm not going to get angry. Yeah, I'm not going to get angry. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm not going to get angry. Yeah. And then at the end of ten, you go oh. off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I understand what you're Pay no attention to that boy if they're doing the countdown. <laughs> That's a setup. It's a lie. 
It's just, it's doing the countdown so it gives you more time to build up greater anger. Don't do the countdown. Just, I'll tell you in a minute, but I just want to get a little feedback here and then we'll wind this down. Uh, and I'm coming. Yes, okay. Mary. Oh, well, I was in New York visiting my daughter. So, you know, she and I had just like, um, I don't know if she, but, you know, we kind of have this little anger thing yeah. going on. And I, and I see the anger coming in, and I wish it would not come, but right. it's not me that's angry, and I see that, but I just, I don't know. Just you do realize, since I know your daughter, you do realize when you're dealing with your daughter, you're dealing with Mary, right? Yeah. You're not really dealing with your daughter, you're dealing with Mary. Right. Your daughter was left behind a long time ago. Right. And so you're, you're dealing with your stuff in the mirror. Do you know that at the time that you're dealing with Mary when you're dealing with your daughter? Or you think I'm dealing, you're dealing with me, daughter? No, I know it's me because she, you know, because I, it's, I can see the reflection. Do you ever say that to her? Oh, no. Yeah, oh, no. Why not? <laughs> well, I haven't, I haven't said it to her. You should. I should. You know, when my son was very, very angry at me, I mean, just angry. Cuss me out. Call me everything but a child of God. If I, if I like cornbread, he hate it. <laughs> if I want candy yam, he want macaroni and cheese. And, and love candy yam, but you know. But I knew it was me that I was dealing with. And I would say to him, you know what? I can't take you personal because it's not you, it's me. You're mad at me. Your mother's in you. She's turning you against me. I wasn't there. And so there was nothing in me, within me, that would allow me to take it personal because I had overcome my anger at the time. Now, I wouldn't let him take advantage of me and mess up my life, but I knew what I was dealing with and was able to say it. And look like, now I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring, but look like he's coming around. He's now talking about the Bible. He, you know, he's seeing himself more. He called me up about it. And that took years of not taking things personal. I just had to see him through it, but have a clear understanding of what I was dealing with. And the reality is, I was dealing with me and him. It wasn't my son attacking me. If I had been a better father, he would have grown up loving himself, loving what's right, and respecting his father. But because I didn't do that, he gave me back what I put out. And that's what your daughter's doing. You know, and so now he's starting to come around. Now, I may tell you next Sunday he cussed me out again, right? But right now he's friendly. And I can't help but thank God for that. I'm like, thank you, God. You gave me my son back. And it's amazing. As he's changing me, he's changing my son, too. And so if you could face reality and know that you did this to your daughter, you know, she, now she's married and has a baby, but it's still you, if you could just say that to her instead of going with that anger, it'll change her. Right. She'll start realizing because you hear her mother admitting she's wrong. Right. But now your pride is not going to want you to do that. Oh, I know that. Yeah. And I want putting pride aside, I want to do that. Yeah, and it's so right to do it, too. There's nothing more right than admitting you're wrong in the time of trouble. There's nothing more powerful and more right than that. And if you can, I guess I'm about to tell you, if you can buckle down in the moment of trouble and know that you're wrong while it is happening, you can go free just like that. 
in that moment when you're yelling and screaming and cussing and carrying on, if you can just take a quick moment and know that you're wrong, it'll be over it. Just like that. That's all it takes. But the problem is, prideful people do not want to stop in that very moment and, and know that they're wrong. God said, be still and know me. In that moment when you need him most is when you're acting it out. Not later when you think about it. You know, you, you hurt somebody feeling and then you go off and think about it. And you have a, a false sense of prideful sorrow about it. That's not going to work. But if you can find that moment. I try to do that with somebody employee. When they're going off, I'm like, can't you just stop for right now and admit that you're wrong? No, you're just trying to make me look bad. No, I'm trying to get you to stop so you can go free. It happens right then while it is why you're upset when that devil is there. When that false self is available, the light will come in and kill it. Rebuke it. Yes, John. Well, I've noticed in my anger, it's still like it's revolving around the same situation. Yeah. The baby is uh, almost six weeks old and it has colic or the gas. It starts screaming to the top of his lungs. <coughs> Michelle, I see her reacting to it. And I'm, I'm kind of having like an internal the internal reaction, I'm yeah. not saying anything crazy. Right. But I noticed that when that's happening, uh, and I'm watching Michelle, and then, and I'm reacting, I notice that I don't want to feel good, but I notice I want a, a controlled environment. That it's okay for the baby to be out of control. But when I look at Michelle, when she's tripping out because she's really concerned about the baby, it's tough. that's when I want her to be under control or, or be right. in a controlled environment. And then it causes me to uh, uh, change or, or react internally. I'm not like yelling at her or, or, or saying nothing, but internally I see that it's, it's going on. Yeah. And that's because I want to, uh, you know, just looking at it and, and hearing some people comment on it, you know, Martin commenting on it. I can't see myself wanting to feel good, but I want things to be under control. And I, I know that's not right and that's no. how it shouldn't be, but that's what caused that reaction. Well, if you can, as I just said, if you can stand still within yourself, either by, if you're going off of somewhere, you can stop and say, I'm wrong, I'm wrong and know that you're wrong. Or if you're feeling this conflict within yourself, while you're feeling it, if you could just observe it and know that it's wrong, you can go free. Okay. That's the moment, because see what it is, you have a dark spirit inside of you. It's made a home inside of you. And it dies from reality from the light inside of you so when someone causes this thing to come up if you can just deal with it right then then the light is shining on it it'll rebuke it that's what it takes now it's going to be it's going to hurt because how many angry people want to stop right then and say i'm wrong you know there's nothing in you that want to do that right but that's your defining moment right there and and i've tried to get people to do that won't you just stop for a moment are you wrong you're just taking sides no, are you wrong right now? It's not about the other person. It's not about anything. But in that defining moment, if you can't stop and let the light shine on this thing that is so available to the light, then you're not going to go free. And that's where the problem is. That's why you're not going free. As Pat said, you judge yourself all over again. You try to hide it. You cuss out your neighbor. You take it out on someone else. And all you're doing is giving this thing life instead of giving it death with the light. You got to take the opportunity that God has given you to deal with it right then and there while it is available in the light.
and, and the devil's not wanting you to do it because he's saying that, you know, well, what are they going to think about you? You know, if you admit you're wrong, then they're going to feel they're right. It gives you excuses not to do it in the light. That's why I said when people make you feel a certain way, don't get upset at the person. That person is giving you an opportunity to overcome. That's your friend. <laughs> the person you hate the most is your friend. Your mother is your friend. If you could forgive her when she's acting that way and don't hate her for it, don't become angry about it, you'll become yourself instead of becoming like her. And then you walk in the house one day after school and her mouth is going like this, and you just look at her and say, wow, mom look weird. Look at her how she's acting, and it won't be personal anymore. But you've got to find that moment to know that she really wants you to have a good life. She's, she wants to protect you, but she hasn't found the right place to do it yet. And so she's doing it in a wrong way, but she means well about it. And if your father was there here, stand between the two of you, so she wouldn't do it to you. But your father's weak too. Your mother, his mother wiped him out. So you're going to have to forgive your mom. So right now, you know, you already sit there with that little attitude. You know, you're looking like her right now. And 15 years, and there you go, you don't want to look like her. <laughs> A 15-year-old girl is happy-go-lucky, you know, she can't wait to go to school tomorrow and that kind of stuff. But if your mother has gotten on your nerve and, you know, she dragged you down, she made you old before time. So you don't want to be like her. You're going to have to speak up to her, but don't be mad at her. All right. Yes, Mark. Well, I wanted to speak on uh, uh, the embarrassment of um, the moment when you're angry. You could see that you're wrong, but uh, it's so embarrassing. It's embarrassing to the ego. Yeah. It's embarrassing to the false you. That's not the real you. The real you, the real you is not embarrassed about anything. Because you love what's right. So if you're wrong, you have a oh, I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But the far as you is embarrassed about I it. I remember uh, recently, uh, I mean long time ago, you talked me down from uh, a point where I was having a hissy. And, um, uh, <laughs> and there's some a man having a hissy. <laughs> yeah, I was just, I was just beside myself to, that, that, um, this person had insulted me, and uh, uh, you were talking me down. I don't, you know, don't um, uh, don't be one with this with these thoughts that are talking to you right now. Don't be one with this spirit, you know. And I'm and and I'm like not buying it. But when I, but when you stayed with me long enough, I speak up a little bit. When you stayed with me long enough. Um, with that kind of talking, which, which, which at one point would just make me matter. But you just you stayed with me, and then coming, then when I finally realized it, coming down out of that, man, that was embarrassing. Yeah. I was like, oh, wow. That, that was bad. So I, I think that's what people really are afraid of, is, is, is that. That's looking. a very good point. The uh, prideful person. It's embarrassed to think or say that I'm wrong right now. It's me, not you. And, but that's not the real you. 
that is embarrassed to say that. That's this thing that has made a home inside of you. The real you that will come alive once this thing is gone will have no problem admitting when you're wrong. Afterwards, it gave my meditation more purpose because now I see that I, you know, I was too close, I'm too close to this identity yes. in me and yeah. that I need to start to separate. So it did give purpose to the meditation afterwards. I wish within all that is within me, I could get you to understand that. This stuff you're feeling, this now you have, this thing you're protecting, it's the thing that Christ came and made it possible for you to let go of. So the real you can come alive. Really, he wants you to let this stuff go. I wish I could get you to understand that. And then everything else in life that you want, it's going to come to pass. All this material stuff you want, whether it's your business or to be married, have children, to be wealthy, whatever you want, to be a drug addict, it'll come. <laughs> it'll all be added unto you. You have more drugs than you need. You know, the, the um, earlier point that was made about not feeling bad about doing wrong, yeah. if people would just get over that and believe that, that feeling bad is a lie. Yeah. That feeling I, I, bad is a lie. But we're afraid that if you don't feel bad, you'll get worse. You know, a lot of people are afraid that, uh, wow, if I don't feel bad, I mean, that's, that's like being a Hitler or something. The old guy don't feel bad either. Yeah, I think that people think feeling bad justifies doing wrong. You know, it, it, if it, I can it, feel bad about it, then I'm not such a bad kind person. of way to believe that you really don't agree with it. You know, yeah. you don't. That's yeah. a good point. Feeling bad is just another excuse to do wrong. It's the same spirit. I don't even trust no feeling bad person. Hermes, <laughs> <laughs> I saw your hand a while back, and did I see your hand? Yeah. Oh, I didn't see it. Yes, sir. Yeah, is there a difference between resentment? A difference between resentment and anger. Um, resentment is the, the mama of anger because uh, it's born from that. Uh, when you're a resentful person, you are a judgmental person. You play God. And you judge everything. And so from that is anger, fear, doubt, worry, insecurity, emotions, uh, all this stuff. Emptiness, liberty, imagination, all that come from resentment. Resentment is really hatred, judging, playing God. But it just sounds cuter, but it's the same effect. And everything comes from that. Like with love, you find peace, joy, happiness, long suffering, and all that come from perfect love. So it's the fruits of it, yeah. I think one, one thing, though, um, when you're talking to this woman over here that I thought about is that I think that there's an impression that there's, there's not a, a real anger, or there's, you can't have anger if you've given up resentment. And I don't know if that's true or not, because there's, to me, resentment is the memory that comes up back into your consciousness right. and, and doesn't allow you to forget about a situation. Um, and I think there are moments when you, know, you say something or whatever, and you're not, you don't you're done with it. You say it and you're done and it might seem like you're angry, you know, in the anger sense, but you're not really. You just you said it, you're done. So are you saying that you can be angry? I don't I don't know what the, I don't know what the word is for it. I just know it's there's an emotion that doesn't necessarily mean that you're 
resenting somebody if you say you have a Oh, so you're saying that you may not have resentment, but you can have an anger, emotion that comes with the situation. I, I, yeah, I just don't I, don't, I wonder if there's this opinion that you just are literally emotionless if you give up anger or you give up resentment. And, uh -huh. and that's do, do you ever have an anger, emotion, but not resentment? Have I ever had Do it? you have that sometimes? I, I've, I know what anger is, and I also know that I could have a tense moment with somebody and not feel angry about it, and not have a, an emotional feeling about it, nor will it have moved me. So I think they're human emotions. I'm, I'm trying to get a better understanding what you're saying, and because of time too. Are you saying that even though you don't have resentment, sometime in a tense situation, you do have an anger emotion, but you deal with it and let it go. You deal with the situation and then right. it's done. Oh, okay. And so you want to know, can you be re uh, oh, so you want to know, can you have the anger but not the resentment? Something like that. Oh, okay. Uh, Ernest want to answer that really fast, and then I'll deal with it. I don't really get. I don't get. I don't get the question. He want to know, can you have? Um, you know, sometimes you run into a situation with a stubborn person or something, right. or or a person that's really driven and 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 they they can make you feel a sense of anger. And you deal with it and it's done. Right. But can you have that anger without the resentment? Um, that's a good question. I don't know. You don't know. I'm not sure. Um, oh, which, John, right? Yeah. What can you have anger without resentment? Um, I don't think it's a hostile anger. I think it's, and I don't think it's an anger that wishes the other person um, ill will. So you have a friendly anger. But it's a useful <laughs> anger in the sense, if it could be described as that, like he said, is there a word for it? But it's right. a sense of power in the moment where you know you're right, and it maybe the other person might read it as such as an excuse. Right. And, uh, but I think if you're fully confident of that, it's simply like maybe a power that you have. So you can have an anger, angry power. But again, when you refer to the word anger, it kind of corrupts the point. If it's done out of love, that's the, the truth and the spirit thing. If you have the spirit and you're speaking the truth, and you might raise your voice and be really direct and secure, it doesn't mean you're, you're hostile. Oh, okay. You know, what do you say? Can you have anger moments and no resentment? Um, it was nice to see your smile back today. Uh -huh. I missed that smile. Tomorrow I have you come up in front of the camera and smile. <laughs> so Eric, we can lock it in. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think the Bible says be angry, but don't sin. Right, be angry, but sin not. Yeah. So, from that I can gather that it's true, but I don't know that I can say from my own experience. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Pat. Uh, it depends what you're referring to, I think, Ken. I mean, if, I, don't believe, I, I don't believe if you come up with anger, and even if it's a flash and it's gone, I don't think that's right. Now, it's one thing if you act strongly with somebody and they need to hear something in a strong manner, but to me it would be emotionless. I would think that. I mean, if I, and let me take it to a situation that I can deal with. 
would be like my son. If I go off on him with anger, it's wrong. Yeah. I don't care if I don't it think about it later or, or, or whatever it is. It's yeah. still wrong. Yeah. Whereas if I tell him and he's going to do something, I go, no, it's very strong, but it's not angry. That's right. Right. Yes, ma'am. Did you have your hand to that? Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, but it didn't go along with what we're saying. I, you said something when... Um, okay, hold that thought. Okay. Let me just get this question answered for him. Um, the answer is no, you cannot have an emotional anger when you have perfect love. Because emotional anger comes from resentment. And emotional anger is of the spirit of darkness. And, and God's perfect love give us life instead of death. When you deal with a person with emotional anger, you're not showing them any love at all. You're protecting yourself, you think, from them. But when you have perfect love, you have a spiritual protection around you, and it doesn't matter how intense the situation gets. It doesn't matter how cruel the person is, they cannot enter into you. They can't upset your internal environment at all and so all you're going to give back to them is truth. Now, yes, you may raise your voice and all that, but there's no emotion tied to it at all. Because you can't be of the light and of darkness. You can't go in and out. And emotional anger is of darkness, and it doesn't bring life. It brings death. It destroys the spirit. It destroys the heart, the soul of the person. And that's the intent of it. Whether you are conscious of that or not, that is the intent of it, to destroy your enemy. Whether you know that or not, and that's what it does. It destroys children, it, it breaks up friendships, it does everything. Because the spirit behind it is to destroy, it's not to bring love. And so God wants you to be a perfect love. He wants you to give life, you know, through him, give life to people. And that's what perfect love does. When you don't overreact to people in an emotional way, then they think about it, they look at some of them. They look at themselves, they examine themselves. And some of them see that they were wrong because they couldn't feed off anything from you. And then that person could be helped. They could overcome. But if they sense any kind of an, an emotion from you, whether you call it anger or just a temporary anger, you've given them life over you. It's just the spirit of it. That's why God said we should worship him in spirit and in truth. And I never did answer that, right? What was that? Um... What it, and we have like four minutes left. My, I'm, they're doing the countdown for me. Doc is doing a very fine job. Um, God said that we should worship him in the spirit and in truth, right? And the way you worship him in spirit at all times. Now, we are growing. When we wake up, when we are born again, we start to wake up and you grow. You get better with the situations, right? But the way you worship him in spirit, you have to be one mind with him. You have to have the spiritual mind of that of God. He wants us to become one mind with him. That's why he say pray without ceasing. You should always be in prayer. And the way you're in prayer is that you're, on the, you know, you're, you're conscious or aware of him. And not of a physical God, but of the spirit. You're in the, in the moment instead of lost in your imagination. The darkness in your imagination. And so, and when it's time to deal with life, and when it's time to deal with situation. You're going to deal with it in honesty, in truth. And whatever that truth may be, that's what it's going to be. Now, you can't plan where I'm just going to tell the truth. You have to wait. If you're one mind with God, if you're living in the spirit, then you'll see how to deal with those situations in a perfect way. 
with truth. Truth may mean just being quiet about the situation. You know, you can't determine beforehand what's going to happen. But you got to, if you want to, you know, you got to be one mind with him. One mind of God, the mind of God. And that's how you live it in spirit. Because we are a spirit. He is a spirit. And our true nature hooks up with his mindset instead of the mindset of the devil, that voice that speaks to us all the time in our head. Because when you're not of the spirit of God, you're of the spirit of darkness anyway. So you are of somebody's spirit, no matter how you go with this thing. You're the spirit of darkness or the spirit of truth. And when you're conscious, when you're aware, you're the spirit of truth. Without your effort, you can't put anything into it at all. It just is. You just live it. Anybody disagree with that? Any question about that? So to be of the spirit is to be aware of God, to be aware of self, to be in the moment. That's why when you pray, you should be still and know him rather than. I want you to try this this week. You know, we have one minute for the cameras. For, from this Sunday until next Sunday, I want you to be practice being aware. So when anger come. And if you go with that anger, stop just for a second to say, hey, I'm wrong. Never mind what the person is saying to you, how they're saying it, if they're fair or not. If you're overreacting to that person with anger, just stop and say, you know what, I'm wrong. I'm wrong. And the devil's going to say, well, they don't want to treat you this way. They're going to think they're right. Don't do it and see what happened to you for one week. You've got to practice being present. You got to stop walking in the darkness and let the world just overtake you. All right? Whether they're giving you a million dollars or calling you a, a bad name, just stop right then and admit it and see what happens. Will you guys try that? Yes, sir. Yep. Are we out of time? Oh, my, this is my thing? Oh. So just try that. All right? <laughs> um, we're out of time for this, so I got to close out. Um, God wants us to overcome anger. He wants us to live a life of peace. He wants you to have perfect love. And perfect love means to be made whole. Am I saying it right this time? Whole. And if you can overcome, and you can, when the darkness arises in you, and you see yourself feeling this way, rather than denying it, rather than going off, be still and know him. I have a CD on my, on my website called Be Still and Know. And you can order that by going to bondinfo.org. And order a copy of the Be Still and Know. It's a prayer CD. And it will show you how to just calm down and allow the truth to take over. Allow it to take over. Um, I have a seven guarantee step to spiritual, family, and financial success. And if you follow the guy, a little thin, quick guy, follow it daily. You can't go wrong. Uh, you can sign up for our newsletter. We need your tithing and donations. We function not from the government, from, but from you helping us to help others. If you have any questions about what you've heard today, whether you agree or disagree, I want to hear from you. You can email me at bond at bondinfo.org, bond at bondinfo.org, and um, I'll answer the question the following Sunday. There's no question that I can't answer. I mean, I won't. That I will, well, maybe. You may ask me something dumb. Make sure it's real stuff. <laughs> I started to say there's nothing I won't answer, but if you ask me something silly, you know. But it, I want life-seeking questions, overcoming questions. 
you know, about the spirit, all right? So email me, bond at bondinfo.org. Put your name in town, name in town, name in town on it, and I'll, I'll respond to you the following Sunday. Um, again, thank you so much for tuning in. And how much time I have? I'm trying to, I have three minutes left? That's a lot of time. I don't have any more advertisement to do. <laughs> so what we'll do, since I don't have any more advertisement to do, we need your donations, folks. We can't do this without your help. Uh, anybody disagree with me about anything you've heard or anything I need to clear up a little bit for you? Yes, ma'am. And they'll just fade us out, all right? Speak up for me. What do, you, what do you, like, you don't get mad at anybody? Like, how do you see people? You just see them silly looking or <laughs> how do you Very good question. And this is the truth. She asked, how do, do I get mad at people? How do I see people? And this is weird, but good. And maybe weird is not the right word. But I see people literally cannot help themselves. They can't help it. It's not them. Because some of the things that people do and say this normal sense wouldn't allow you to do it. You know, so when you wake up and you're of love and you're dealing with people, you see something working through them. It's real interesting too. And it prevents you from hating them or becoming emotionally angry at them. Now, it doesn't prevent you from standing up and dealing with them. And that's why I laugh at a lot of people. Stuff. And they get mad because I laugh, right? Oh, I'm trying to be serious. And you're laughing. But it's so silly. It's like looking at a movie. When you're in darkness, you take yourself too seriously. Really, it, it's like a... You're, really, it's, it's funny. Sometimes I'm in counseling... And people like crying. Oh, oh, he just mean to me. <laughs> and I'm taking all I got in me not to crack up. Really. And they're like laying their hearts out. And I'm thinking, if this person can ever wake up and see how silly they are, they're going to whoop themselves. When I think about sometimes how silly and stupid and crazy I was and the things I overreact to and the things I took personally, I can't believe I was that crazy. I can't not believe, and, and then I can't believe that I couldn't see that I was that crazy. Really, people are absolutely insane and don't see it. But yeah, you see the spirit in them and you know it's not them and that's what prevents you from hating them. Or becoming, it's not perfect. They can't help it. All right. Five, four, three, two, one. This is very professional. Thank you. Thank you, guys.